0: June 29, 2008 It's a Watt from Pedro show Show uh, June twenty nine two thousand eight Sunday here at the um, Love Grotto, the Pleasure Point. You know, some people have been writing me uh, messages, brother Matt, asking where is the Pleasure Point. They cannot find it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> trying to find
1: it. It's stealth. Where from Pedro. <laughs> it's going stealth on. mode. Yeah. So. <laughs> Secret location.
0: Incognito. <laughs> it's somewhere west. The Rocky Mountains, north of the equator. I can tell you
1: that much. All roads lead to Pedro. Can we tell you
0: any more? Yeah.
1: (laughs) Sit on your
0: face. Uh, We started the show off with uh, John Coltrane's "Giant Steps," but uh, alternate version number two from the outtakes. Atlantic version. Uh, We have some uh, guests joining us, brother Matt. Welcome, Talia. You brought. Some amigos.
2: See, I brought um, my friend Alyssa. She's like a sister, and Kendall and Brenna.
3: It's beautiful. Hey. hey. <laughs> and,
1: um, Been to Pedro before?
3: Just with Alyssa. That
1: counts. What's
2: that? <laughs> Just with me.
0: <laughs> that counts. So once?
3: Yeah, once. Think. been
0: here once before mm-hmm. you're from Orange County
3: yeah it's okay <laughs> oh, oh, hi? oh hi yeah
0: that's the other side
3: yep
1: friends friends, friends, ranch you used to always stop there for boxes of oranges
3: yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> oh hi it's pretty neat yeah it's cool yeah I, uh, I like what oh man this look still got the hot springs are they open still or yeah
3: they're One. open cool yeah
1: Wheeler Hot Springs and Matillaha, both are...
2: Yeah, the Matillaha ones are closer, and they're Sorry, are, Those are they're, cooler, yeah.
0: yeah. Um, well, I should say the other song we played, I listened to Boris with the statement from the uh, Japanese version of the album. I, I went and saw them. Uh, I got home last week, I think Sunday, and then Tuesday I went down there because the tour started... The motorcycles. Yeah. They never was, like yesterday. yesterday was
1: nuts. For two hours. Like yesterday. For two um, hours, it, it rumbled town. like that. Yeah, there was bikes. It's a good road time road. to be out of town. The SWAT team chased them all out to the freeway like what? ranchers. Yeah, there you were know, thousands. Sure <laughs> on <all> the park <laughs> there were the thousands, thousands of bikers. You
0: gotta come to Pedro.
2: If you're a biker.
0: Yeah. No, but put the trash in the can.
2: Yeah.
1: And a filter on the
0: muffler. Anyway. Tuesday, I drove down to San Diego to see him at the Casbah because uh, when they play in L.A., I'll be God. overseas with the Stooges. So um, I hadn't been the Casbah in a while, and that's my favorite place to play. But the last five, six times I played in San Diego area has been like Ocean Beach uh. and Adams, uh, Avenue Street Fair, and some amphitheater at San Diego State the Smashing Pumpkins or something so I I'm, it was good to see the boss Tim Mays there again because I, I wonder what he's thinking you know Yeah. those you're are not my band <laughs> yeah like I'm giving them a brush uh-huh. you know? so I wanted to make a right and it was a really good gig they were wild cool and uh, they're on a US tour now so if you're, if they're in your parts, people out there listening, go see them because they're one of a kind band, and they've got that Michio Cap playing with them too. So they're a four-piece. Uh, one thing though, smoke machine and the chemicals were burning uh. my eyes. About halfway through, I had to just seal them shut, and so it was audio gig, you know. Uh. I did an interview with the drummer. I think it's October 22nd, 2007 show, if you look back in the archive, here at uh, TWFPS.com, past shows, and uh, interesting conversation. But, uh, really good album, much different than the U.S. one. It's trippy. I think they had two different (laughs) cats mixing. Wow. So... um, Anyway, I came back and did a four gigs with the Stooges in I think 17 days. So I had a lot of days off. And I uh, well, we got to ride on a helicopter again.
1: A pile wait, of wait, uh, oh, the L-Y, yeah. Pilot shite. Yeah, so
0: now I've been on a helicopter three times. You have been on one? <laughs>
2: Once when I was a little girl yeah, in Port Yeah, remember Yeah, I do. Yeah, I went on that one. It was pretty exciting.
0: Yeah. yeah. Done a
1: couple, a few Catalina trips.
2: Yeah.
1: yeah. Crossed just before. Yeah, 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 last week, two weeks ago.
0: Oh. Yeah, three weeks
1: ago. Some girl got a uh, shark hassled her in her yak, too. She fell out. Off but she did, Yeah, in the backside like a Cat Harbor. Whoa. And um, And <laughs> somebody got her yak. She swam in. She didn't get hurt or nothing, oh, but she, she saw decided. the thing. And, uh, it had big teeth in it big wow. teeth marks yeah
0: I mean they look like probably seals to them or yeah, sea lions yeah
1: I, I want to paint the bottom of mine like old bomber jets put the faces on them <laughs> put a little face on the bottom of the deck for the shark <laughs> their sharks. eyesight's so bad <laughs> just a paddle in the water uh, making like a sea lion yeah they go on the vibes
0: so between uh, the pile of sh- the Isle of white and the first gig which was in Belgium Verkster Fletters. looked like Worcester, but he actually stayed in Leuven, which is an old uh, university town. There was a plaque commemorating them being the first uh, Western Europeans to accept Copernicus's idea: uh-huh. the sun was in the middle. Trailblazers. So, yeah.
3: <laughs> he said,
0: it, "There's still like 10 percent of U.S. people." think the sun uh, the earth orbits or the sun orbits the earth
2: (laughs) but people still believe that now
0: there's 10 for one out of 10 or (laughs) crazy stuff it was this article in the new york times on memory and how memory is stored it's not stored in the brain like a hard drive it has something to do with the way you learned it you received it in the first place and it going back and so it can get confused about just hearing somebody say something and then you take something with a little more substantial uh,
1: short happened. circuit
0: yeah and you confuse it and this is why uh, Chinese whispers they call or telephone when, mm. the game when you're little mm. yeah. yeah and you're telling somebody and they tell somebody and tell them by the time it gets down to the 20th person it's, it's nothing like not it's a different like story <laughs> convoluted but anyway between those two gigs I had five days I went and took the train we went to London and I took the train down to Brighton about hundred miles south and that's where Sam Duke lives and he started a new project called Cuz and recorded bass and drums for a new album there and I also got to uh, pedal he loaned me a bike I got lost once their streets aren't laid out on a grid you know you're a it a very uh, twisted twirly little street you know they're old towns cow paths probably like Boston uh. you know and so I got lost but I remember Sam I'm cocking at his pad and I remember him living above a funeral home so I found another funeral home and I figured that because I even asked two lady cops on the state and they did wow and so a lot of the streets did last one block you know so I figured, well, this other funeral home probably knows where the competition uh. is. So sure enough, they did. It.
1: Yeah, if a dead guy wasn't here, where might he be?
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, but I also got to paddle the first time in Atlantic Ocean, in English Channel. I got to paddle, and it was very unusual day for England. There was not a cloud in the sky. So the water was like Florida, like green, wow. you know?
3: Wow.
0: And very calm, and paddled between the burned-up pier and the... Not burned up here. They have this candy there, you know. They call it Brighton Rock. <laughs> <So
4: you're
0: laughs> yeah, that was a whole different meaning. You're going down the road and you see this
1: store. <laughs> that Brighton Rock, you know, rock, rock shops, rockhouse. They you know want to call it. So Brighton's kind of like English beach town.
0: Yeah, it's it's on the water and. uh a lot of music people live there, they got a big scene. Me and Sam went there, this uh, studio where he did Go Team album, called Brighton Electric, and just went up there and jammed bass. He played drums and I played bass. I borrowed their bass player Jamie's bass, so I didn't have to schlep it or yeah. around. But it was a great bass, it was like a Japanese copy of Fender Jazz. It was happening. And uh, I brought my Jim Bay, my favorite <laughs> recording outfit. Because studios get sweaty, you know. This must happen thing. Flannels for the other activity. But for recording, I like Jim Bay, and uh, just started jamming with him. And because the way you know his band, the way his boss works his band, he takes samples, and then they make songs from mm-hmm. them. You know? So I thought. Well, shit, let's just make our own samples. (laughs) So he did bass and drum tracks and now he's gonna put it together, right? And I'll fly him in other stuff like Spiels or whatever or other bass parts, when he wants, but he can play everything else. That's how we're gonna do Cuz. Cool. Actually, the first day I flew into Belgium, I recorded with Steve McKay with a French, Czech, and a Belgian cat. And we did two Steve McKay songs. Then my Italian friend, uh, Stefano Alia, we're going to hear one of his songs, he asked me to g- give him a bass lick. So I was testing out this unit I brought over, and I did that and sent it to him, and then in between that polished uh, Isle of Wight and uh, the Dublin gig, the Dublin gig happened to fall fall on Bloomsday. Which, yeah, Raymond's birthday, but it's also the day that James Joyce's uh, Ulysses Takes place. And we're playing the gig there, which was righteous. You know, I got to walk around again on Bloomsday. I was there four years ago, right, for the uh, centennial. Yeah, centennial. Centennial? Uh-huh. Is that how you say that? 100th year anniversary is June 16, 1904, when it actually went down. It's supposed to have happened. And uh, the day after the gig on the 17th, me and Steve McKay. I went to this studio, it's in a horse stable called, uh, Ashdown, and recorded with this Dublin band called Estelle. We did this, last September, did five songs, we we're going to play one of those songs later. But we did a whole album's worth, because we were there all oh, the whole cool. day. The other one was only a couple hours before we flew out. So, I did a lot of recording. Uh, speaking of recording, Talia, you
3: mm-hmm.
0: your probably, you're ongoing music project, uh, so, uh, music, uh, mm-hmm. you have a song for us here.
2: Yes, it's a, it's a song that I recently finished. Uh, it's called Thank You.
0: Cool. Then we're going to hear it right now, okay?
2: Okay, great, thank you. Sweet. <laughs>
0: Show. Um, we just heard La by position normal. And then a couple things from Kyoka. Uh, for, uh, Siz- Sizukami Opa. Oppa. How would you say that? Oppa. Opa. Opa. And before that was Moise. And Moyes is something that uh, she flowed me this track, you know, and asked for bass. And uh, did you did you get that from mm-hmm.
3: me?
0: Very. I couldn't tell where the beat was. Mm-hmm. I couldn't tell what was going on. So I just came up with a lick and just went for it. And some of it, it seems like it lines yeah, up. I like, it. I like how
3: it
0: turned out. I don't know, but uh, it was also a good test for my new. Uh, you know, I was cleaning up my practice pad, and I found a, it's all two preempt that I was using when my, Eden was out of action for a little bit. It gives me a lot more punch, so. But I like this song. It's so different and strange. Mm-hmm. It's like, mm-hmm. and before that we heard Mark. Oh yeah, these, we did five songs with Estelle last September. One was a cover of Funhouse, and then four we just made up on the spot. And when I asked them the names, what they were, we didn't call them or anything. And then when they mixed them and come out next month, um, what are the titles? And they're Matthew, Mark, and John.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so that one was Mark. <laughs> <laughs>
1: after them, Gospel. Games. Got the Gospel. <laughs>
0: Actually, they're named after those uh, guys. Didn't write them, Yeah, because, they
1: got the credit. Yeah, they got the
0: credit. <laughs> <laughs> and we started off with the uh, solo music of "Thank You." Yay! And that's uh, Talia's attempt at writing happy music. <laughs> <laughs> right? Right. And uh, who's who's joined us? Pink. Hey, yeah, <laughs> Pink! Hi.
2: Now,
0: Pink said she bought, bought a broad buttload of. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Mostly in Put my head. It. Huh? <laughs> you want me to get at it now? It's pretty grim you, you stuff. Maybe piece
1: it out. You want to one big blurt?
2: No, no, I'm it not going to a Little like
1: segment each break.
2: It's just a, it's just unfil- every
1: time we get done with some
0: music, we
1: hear you go off.
2: No, something. no, it's unfiltered thoughts, and I see what you guys think about it. Uh, it has to do with deaths. I mean,
0: all this the stuff you brought up from last is all weeks. filtered. Top yes. of the conversation.
1: <laughs> Surprisingly.
0: Was well, <is> it filtered? <laughs> just well, trying Three time used depends <laughs> You think that's wise to reuse depends?
1: Flip side. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh.
1: <disgusting>. More mileage. <laughs>
2: More mileage. <laughs>
1: Recycling? Green.
2: Sure. <laughs> It all depends on
0: what. So it okay, so you got some death thoughts again, yeah.
2: <laughs> again. <laughs> the, this time is other people's. It, um.
0: <laughs> they were filtered last time. Well,
2: oh, it it brought it brought uh, it was. The voice gets loud now. It came up because of uh, there's two people with last names start with Carr, died this week. George Carlin and local bass player Dave Carpenter. Um, do you know him? No, he's he's one of the probably the best uh every he he played every kinds of music as far as I know, but he mostly was known in jazz and fusion and mostly jazz. So um, I was um, actually my my overall topic of it about it is that I was kind of pissed that these people are dead. How dare dead. they die? How dare they mm-hmm. die? And then I thought about it further. It's like I'm a very selfish person because I really you should let them die. Yeah, because they chose... Practically, they died a little bit earlier than they should because they do drugs. They did drugs at some point.
0: Oh, George Carlin was 71, though. He was... Well, yeah, I mean, that's but... an older man.
2: But, yeah, he quit... How
0: old was uh, Dave?
2: 48. Oh, that's wow. Crazy. And they both died of heart attack.
0: Yeah, well, 40s is kind of heavy for guys with heart attacks.
2: Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, George Carlin quit... But he had, a lot of, he had a lot of
0: heart trouble, too, May, so a couple surgeries. Yeah,
2: supposedly he had a huge massive And And look at his life. He surgeries. was doing gigs.
0: I think last week he did a gig. Mm. Wow.
3: Yeah. So he that's kind of
0: neat. Not, not yeah, right up to the end. wiping your ass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's true.
1: Yeah. He walked yeah. to the hospital himself, huh?
3: Uh, really? That's what I heard. Wow.
0: Yeah. So in a way, I mean, it's, it is it is kind of lame because he probably had a lot more to contribute you know about George Carlin in my life, right?
2: No, I don't.
0: Do tell. I thought you, you never saw the Wee jammy Econo?
2: No.
3: <laughs> no?
2: Sorry. <laughs> oh, by the way, I don't know anything about life. you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, if you if you ever get a chance to see that thing, there's a story about how I met Dee Boone. And he jumped out of a tree on me, okay, at Peck Park here. You minutes.
2: mentioned that, yeah.
0: Uh, yeah, well, he thought I was a guy, a friend of his, he was playing with his friends, he thought it was a guy named Eskimo, nickname, and, and I'm not Eskimo, and his friends had gone off, so it was just me and him, so I said, well, I just moved into the, the estate, and they were called the Estates, <laughs> the the States, next to his, basically prod, you know, uh-huh. a little newer, a newer stucco, but, um, uh, in fact, I don't think he's had stucco. So yeah, this is a new version of Proj, stucco boxes. So hey, uh, I'll show you where I live. And as I'm walking to my pad across baseball fields,
3: mm-hmm.
0: he starts reeling off all these bits. <laughs> and I think, I've never heard this before. And I think this has to be the smartest man <laughs> in the world. I mean, we're 12 years old, right? And get home, you know, and talking to me, and more and more of these bits. He's flying out. I'm like, whoa. And the next day, he wants to show me his pad, you know, a block away. And I go there, and he plays me this record, and it's called Class Clown by George Carlin. Uh And all them bits (laughs) are from the record. He didn't make any of them up. It's like, ah, deep one. Because I was really amazed I, He was
3: just making this shit up on the fly So his level of smartness went gosh. down
2: huh? His level of smartness went down in your mind <laughs> No, I was just like
0: No, it didn't go down It always stayed up Because then he was talking to me about history and stuff And I knew he didn't make that up so. Just because you relate other people's stuff Don't mean He's good editor, good mm-hmm. chooser yeah, uh, finder of material. He never claimed it was his. He was just yeah. spieling it, you know.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And I'm thinking, whoa, <laughs> you know. So it's amazing. So George Carlin goes way back uh, with me that way, uh, early connection with D. Boone, mm-hmm. and then uh, and Joe Boone too his you know, brother, a couple of years younger. Because he ended up memorizing all these. Then he got uh, these other records. He, yeah, I think that may, might have been his third record but there was more in the 70s
3: mm-hmm.
0: and I can't remember their titles now but memorize them and then the Chong uh-huh. records and you know, <laughs> of course and just memorize these things and I think it helped with music because uh, by memorizing these bits it helped uh, yeah, in uh, song it, structure uh. yeah this kind of thing and then, and then in fact we even took it further we would uh Take Mad Magazine and oh, the tape recorder, like do our uh, versions uh, of these Mad Magazine parodies. <laughs> so we're getting ready for gigs, the uh, and
1: putting together. Yeah, training.
0: I, I just think it was instrumental. That and re- meeting Roy Mendez Lopez. I told you about talking. Yeah,
1: about. that's awesome.
0: You know, the guy who showed me and D Boone how to copy songs. This so you're guy gonna lived in his car. Mm-hmm. Somebody tracked him down and found his phone number. I hadn't talked to him in three.
1: Well, wow, so you're going to hook up with him? Yeah, after wow. he was torn. He's
0: in San Diego, he raised a family, he's retired. Oh, yeah. Playing the guitar over the phone, I couldn't believe it. Roy Mendez Lopez, oh. incredible cat. A lot of it wasn't just music, too. He was like part of the pure part of Hippie. That was very... Uh, like a philosopher type guy. Yeah, yeah. He got into Eastern uh, thought, Krishna stuff. He was an amazing man. He had a huge influence and I just never saw him again, you know? So this guy at the Lomax Institute, Don Fleming in New York City, using <laughs> these internet tools like uh, Lexus and stuff, mm-hmm. he narrowed it down. Somebody with that age, with that name—wow,
3: wow—you wow. know, guessed I didn't
0: know his exact age, you know, somewhere in the '60s now. And you know, and I, there was a San Diego number, and he floated to me, "Try it." Wow. I got maybe good hunch. And I called up, and I knew as soon as his bah. voice...
1: Wow. He got, like, a Gandhi voice or something. He was like, practice, practice. <laughs> <laughs> really
3: practice. Wow.
0: Practice. That's, <laughs> that's so cool. Practice. Yeah,
3: a beautiful that's man. That's creepy. Beautiful you can man. He's so on his He brought
0: oh, yeah. 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 himself <laughs> the Vivaldi, the Bach, all this. Incredible cat. Really good in flamenco. That's why Deep Boom got into flamenco, because Roy Mendes mm-hmm. loved So him and uh, George Garland... And, T-Rex and Blue Oster <laughs> These are early things in my music. So it was sad to hear about George Carlin, but I liked the idea of him getting to do work.
1: Yeah, up to the end.
0: Up to
2: the mm-hmm. end. Yeah. And so never so was Dave Carpenter. He was and actually been, playing a gig like a day before. Or the something. day
0: before. So that's kind of neat, too. I wish I would have been able to see him play. You should have, why didn't you turn me on to him? <laughs>
1: This guy's gonna die tomorrow Come and check him out It's your last chance He
2: personally I mean sure. he's an awesome musician But he personally creeped me out Don't him? No, Carpenter Oh Because he Carpenter's local creeped cr- you out? Creeped me oh, out Oh, creeped you out Well, you know The only couple of few occasions I hung with him He was kind of Invited me over to his house Kind of thing Like, I don't know you And <laughs> And the other time Was like, you know Join him over the drug Area in the uh-huh. back of the big potatoes.
0: <laughs> On oh, the valley.
2: In the valley. Yeah,
1: yeah I've seen that. So, that it's that's a little pad, really yeah. a little
3: pad.
1: Oh, a big potato. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: But I mean, that's that's one reason I kind of got pissed at because I am very like open-minded and like oh, people choose to do drugs and whatever. That's just their choice, you know, individual liberty and freedom. Yeah. But at the end of it all, if you are actually have something to contribute to your society you kind of owe it to people to live a healthier life and do that work that you are known for and it's kind of your purpose is to put out work or that's why I feel like letting like,
0: people down by being wasted
2: yeah right. so it's I, I don't know just your mom
0: probably doesn't like it either
1: <laughs> <laughs> although
0: like said right his mom helped him shoot up and
1: stuff. Here, son. Let me help you find that thing. In fact, that the vein. theory is I think she killed him. Wow.
3: No,
0: that's the theory. It wow. Said it was a intentional overdose by her, or something. So yeah, that's uh, what you could say it was unfortunate. And not put so much blame
2: on. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and, and you know, it, it just it makes me think. I mean, death is actually. Um,
0: so you rant's out against. Uh, death so much as drug use.
2: Well, it's... Squandering,
1: uh, artistic contribution.
2: Yeah. It's like, sometimes you're a vessel, you know? It's Mm -hmm. not about you anymore.
1: You're a vessel to put out You've got some obligation.
2: Yeah, you have obligation to (laughs) stay alive goddamn. Yeah,
1: you can't party tonight. (laughs) (laughs) You gotta contribute.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I wish I would have been able to see him play.
2: Yeah. Oh, Nelson. I I saw... No, yesterday he had played with a gig with him, a couple was ten years ago or so. He said that guy's a so. You know, oh, he, wow. yeah, he's insane. He can do anything. He's he plays upright as good as electric. Um, the first time I saw him was he was playing with Mos Ellison. I and, know
0: uh, Mos Ellison. Yeah, he, Very he
2: old piano player. a lot of a lot of New York guys, uh, jazz guys, when they come here. He is the bass player. His so. first call. Yeah, first call. So.
0: Trouble sure song. Yeah.
2: That's
0: very sad. God, he was younger than me.
2: Yeah. It's a yeah. So I, I did bring uh, a song, but he he Yeah, played... let's listen to
0: him right now.
5: I'm a modern man, a man for the millennium, digital and smoke-free, a diversified, multicultural, postmodern deconstructionist, politically, anatomically, and ecologically incorrect. I've been uplinked and downloaded. I've been inputted and outsourced. I know the upside of downsizing. I know the downside of upgrading. I'm a high-tech lowlife, a cutting-edge, state-of-the-art, bi-coastal multitasker, and I can give you a gigabyte in a nanosecond. I'm new wave, but I'm old school, and my inner child is outward bound. I'm a hot-wired, heat-seeking, warm-hearted, cool customer, voice-activated and biodegradable. I interface with my database, my database is in cyberspace, so I'm interactive, I'm hyperactive, and from time to time I'm radioactive. Behind the eight ball, ahead of the curve, riding the wave, dodging the bullet, pushing the envelope. I'm on point, on tap on message and off drugs. I got no need for coke and speed. I got no urge to binge and purge. I'm in the moment, on the edge, over the top, but under the radar. A high-concept, low-profile, medium-range ballistic missionary. A streetwise smart bomb. A top-gun bottom feeder. I wear power ties. I tell power lies. I take power naps. I run victory laps. I'm a totally ongoing Bigfoot slam-dunk rainmaker with a proactive outreach. A raging workaholic. A working rageaholic. Out of rehab and in denial. I got a personal trainer, a personal shopper, a personal assistant, and a personal agenda. You can't shut me up, you can't dumb me down, because I'm tireless and I'm wireless. I'm an alpha male on beta blockers. I'm a non-believer, I'm an overachiever, laid back and fashion forward. Upfront, down home, low rent, high maintenance. I'm supersized, long-lasting, high definition, fast-acting, oven ready, and built to last. A hands-on, foot-loose, knee-jerk head case, prematurely post-traumatic, and I have a love child who sends me hate mail. But I'm feeling, I'm caring, I'm healing, I'm sharing. A supportive, bonding, nurturing primary caregiver. My output is down, but my income is up. I take a short position on the long bond, and my revenue stream has its own cash flow. I read junk mail, I eat junk food, I buy junk bonds, I watch trash sports. I'm gender-specific, capital-intensive, user-friendly, and lactose intolerant. I like rough sex. I like tough love. I use the F-word in my email, and the software on my hard drive is hardcore, no soft porn. I bought a microwave at a mini-mall. I bought a minivan at a megastore. I eat fast food in the slow lane. I'm toll-free, bite-sized, ready-to-wear, and I come in all sizes. A fully-equipped, factory-authorized, hospital-tested, clinically-proven, scientifically-formulated medical miracle. I've been pre-washed, pre-cooked, pre-heated, pre-screened, pre-approved, pre-packaged, post-dated, freeze-dried, double-wrapped, and vacuum-packed, and... And I have an unlimited broadband capacity. I'm a rude dude, but I'm the real deal. Lean and mean, cocked, locked, and ready to rock. Rough, tough, and hard to bluff. I take it slow. I go with the flow. I ride with the tide. I got glide in my stride. Driving and moving, sailing and spinning, jiving and grooving, wailing and winning. I don't snooze, so I don't lose. I keep the pedal to the metal and the rubber on the road. I party hardy, and lunchtime is crunch time. I'm hanging in, there ain't no doubt, and I'm hanging tough, over and out
1: he's like
0: from b Show that was George Carlin with Modern Man
1: yeah George bit.
0: Well, the man had some memorized yeah before <laughs> that we heard "Pushball" by Alan Pasqua and it had Dave Carpenter on bass uh, much respect to both gentlemen rest in peace yeah.
1: glad you were but here
0: probably because they were artistic there is a resonance
1: yeah, they left a Still big wake. Big they yeah, we left
0: some wakes. <laughs> <laughs> We're done with the first hour of the June 29, 2008 Watt from Pedro show, Hotel Fire 2. June 29, 2008, it's the second hour of the Watt from Pedro show.
3: O <música> que that the year 454 and But I don't
0: Second hour off with uh, Truck Sweat by Tabaca, and then we heard Takusan uh, from Yuki Kawana, Epilogue from Zepes, Good Lord Son Blind Jesus, which is my friend Stefano Pilia. In español, E I-, I X A. Is it Asia or Ace a- or A-sa? Asa. So, Sebesa. Z Z-A-S. Z-A-S. Or,
1: or Mesh. Or it could be Misha? How do you say that one? I just had to read this name in graduation last yeah, week.
0: Yeah. Uh, Z-X-O-T-C-H-T.
1: Not enough vowels. You know how you say
0: it, Social. Social, Yeah, see, the X is kind of Indian, it's not really Espanol. Right, it is
2: Indian.
0: Right, it came from the Aztec, yeah. and yeah. So. It's actually
2: Mexico, not Mexico. The Indians would say
3: Mexico.
0: Mexico. But they, uh, with the Span, it's, it's like an H almost. Mexico. Uh, yeah, it's like an H. So that's what I'm saying. say hey? Yeah. hey, Yeah. X, H. I, I don't know, I don't mean to fuck that up with this. Lo and then, uh, yeah, Stefano Pellia and his buddy, God, what was his name? I'm sorry, your fratello. Fratello. Code um, Lord, Son of the Lion Jesus. And then we heard uh, the Yokai no Uda trio with uh, Sequence de say, Alo Ali. That's a French word. E U L L A L I E. Alo Ali. You know? No.
3: French,
0: mood, but
2: no I fail in French. You guys? <laughs> uh, I failed. I'll tell you I'll French. French. I'll take Spanish. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, okay, look, you got another rant. It's got to be a littler one, because Brother Matt's got
2: the
1: uh, no, spin side. I don't I don't <laughs> uh, no, I don't have Go for it. Cut loose. Cut
2: loose. No, I don't Is have a little Is that rag sheet? Yes, yeah, my rag sheet. <laughs> we'll start ragging. I can. <laughs> it's just a bunch of thoughts. Oh, here's a short one. You know when you go through like lives and like try to find meanings and 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 you all of a sudden hear it in songs, you know your own life. Yeah, and it's like a really fun coincidence that you know you finding trying to find words into what you're feeling and all of a sudden the song has illuminated
0: something in your life.
2: Yeah, and it's like especially with the iTunes shuffle. Business and all of a sudden the song, you come, it comes up randomly and starts saying stuff that you're feeling. It's, it's just At weird. It throws business, random like, sets that goes perfect
1: together. <laughs> I'm sorry? I trip on when the iPod throws random sets together that are perfect. So it's like, man, I couldn't have planned yeah, this out. I like
0: it. You were very generous.
1: And I fed it. Of your iPod. I fed it right.
0: You know, it's probably scanning all your fucking top choices. Mm. <laughs>
3: right? Your yeah, genres
1: that are
0: American Woman five thousand plays. But it up against smoke on the water <laughs> 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 Oh I can't believe this. <laughs> <laughs> no. So so this is a rant, this makes you angry. Well it's part of you know, this <laughs> Like how dare they write the song of my life.
2: No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not angry about that one. It's just well, the song content is like is oh, you just, want us like to be amazed about
0: that?
2: Is it ah? Oh, Sean's
0: here.
2: Hello, hi, Sean. John. Hi, I guess it, it coincides with the what I was talking Welcome. about with the death. It's a, a there's a song that came up yesterday by Kings of Convenience. Is the lyrics when failure is the always the best way to learn? Which is like that's. that's so they
0: shouldn't be singing about no, death no. because these two important people died.
2: Oh no, no 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 not like that at all. I'm just I'm just oh. feeling. Or it's, it's
0: very neat that they wrote a song. It, to about me,
2: this. well to me it just it's just it just hits me while I was thinking about death and how what yeah. it means to me for people who are left living and uh, ultimately I've learned a lot when somebody significantly significant dies because it's like oh that teaches me that my moment matters my daily routine and what I do matters. so it's kind of like what
0: if it was a Casey and the Sunshine man so <laughs> that's the way I like it
2: then I'll start dancing I don't know yeah I start dancing
0: but I just it doesn't the, occur the to me to this, dance have this this kind of power yeah they're like a unifier
2: Yeah, no, I I was thinking about that. It's like artists have this, um, this, this way of expressing different sentiment that all of us humans go through. You know, sometimes it's verbally, sometimes it's musically. But with lyrics, I think, I think women are more in tune to just pay pay attention to lyrics. Yeah, um, song with lyrics, but. um,
0: Mean like Ice Cube songs. (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah, oh, totally <laughs> Especially <laughs> I look forward to live my life By that rule <laughs> No, no, you know, know The world is a stage and Gangster <laughs> I can be a thug <laughs> Don't push me, man
0: Go <laughs> toe to toe but look, look. I'm still not clear
2: about what you're angry about. Well, I'm not angry about the, the music part. It's almost like a it was cop- about
0: them guys dying on
1: drugs.
2: Well, it was, no, the, the, the dead people makes me think about living. And while I'm thinking about living, this music sort of reinforces of, you know, just everyday life and everyday sentiment that we somehow take for granted. And sometimes it only take or death or breaking up with your boyfriend girlfriends to start thinking about what really matters to you you know it's like it takes dark to see light kind of thing so but music is kind of overall overtone thing that is it, it's, it's usually neutral like ice cube like I, ice cube <laughs> no uh-huh. yeah it's oh. <laughs> no it's really. Yeah. Yeah. melody stories yeah it's, it's, it's a composition um, but, but yeah I was think, thinking a lot about death this week, apparently And and then, you know, I think for days about it And at the end, to stop myself from being so pissed <laughs> At people leaving so soon Is that, at the end, really, it doesn't matter how much contributions you've done to Society is really nothing really matters I mean you know in the scheme of things is it, that like a
0: Buddha doesn't the Buddha thing teach you to kind of like accept it
2: uh, Buddha this teaches you a little bit more acceptance to your circumstances without attaching your emotion to it like ex- accepting that okay life is shitty that's normal then you just move on
1: or death we're talking or death
2: that. is normal yeah, exactly. it's a part of life. Yeah, it's a part of no life. Is it in the end, the, end
1: the love you take is equal to the love you make.
2: Mm-hmm. Or...
1: As Beatles. Trust
2: no. <laughs> <Plus laughs> me. Which one?
3: Beatles is
1: like a
2: religion, so we're <laughs> practically <laughs> fine. No. But, yeah, it's like... I, I don't know, it just makes me more at urgent in, in like trying to make my life a little bit more meaningful but you know with the thing that kept in mind that if I die or anything it really doesn't matter really really because the dead they, they you know life when it's done is done but what's most affecting is the people who the dead left behind you know
1: what about works
2: works
0: yeah, I've been into this poem Leaves of Grass. That's hundred and fifty years ago. Mhm. Words. That guys way past <laughs> dust now. Yeah. Those words are there.
2: Yeah. Well the yeah, I I There's gotten, lots
0: of things written down, but I've come to embrace these words, so I am grateful, to Mr. Whitman.
2: Yeah, and I trip out on that too, with poetry. And that's what they are. And yeah, and words. It's just it's just you know, all this thing that I'm t- talking about the, the arts, the music, the words, the poetry, uh, photography, whatever, it's like it just it's <laughs> it just it's just uh it's it's so transcend transcending the human sentiment that it's kind of outside of ourselves. That's why I call those those guys that pass away that how dare they die because they were just vessels of this work. Yeah. That they were you know, pulling out. It's interesting.
0: The last poem in Leaves of Grass, the first edition, uh, talks about the last few lines are about death.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And he says, there isn't any. There isn't one. There isn't any.
2: There's no death.
0: Yeah.
2: That's what the Vedic scriptures say. The scripture? Yeah. The Vedic, the Vedic ancient.
0: The Vedic hymns.
2: Like, they're like the most ancient scripture that's written down. Uh-huh.
0: Both Hindu, write. right. Right.
2: They say that they're, the the body is just this temporary vessel. Yeah. Or suit. It, yeah. It's it's matter that dies, but our soul, our spirit, mm-hmm. it was never born and it will never die. So, like you, 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 continue on. And usually, like according to the Vedic scriptures, you you depending on your karma, you come back in a certain body form or on another planet, or right. or you get to hang out with God. <laughs> That's kind of what the I was raised. Yeah. With the understanding. With
0: the thing, yeah. Buddha a
2: more refined, yeah, or, or even
0: a Protestant kind of angle on it.
2: Yeah. Thing. And well, Buddha is actually like according to the Vedic scriptures, is recognizes Buddha as, as God, in incarnation of God. Inca- well, yeah. The story that he incarnated like in so many, so many forms over the, you know, thousands and thousands of years. As there's a woman form, as a, you know, but but then you know it, it brings back to. Um, the, the mythologies of things which is I just think that all these stories are just symbol another another art another art form to teach us yeah, yeah, right. you know of how to live in the moment and how to behave in the moment mm-hmm.
0: and he talks about stuff like that too in Lazy Grass about all these different religious movements and people through the era and he says they all had something to say at their time mm-hmm. and uh, something it's quite a poem but it's tricky the work Lives on, and yeah, I can only imagine the guy. I mean, we know some things about his life, we know a lot about his life. He had a lot of hurt,
2: yeah,
0: Fucked up family trip,
2: yeah,
0: and uh, but really, what he's known for is the work.
2: And and some and then so,
0: yes, George Carlin left works. Yeah. Dave Carpenter left works.
2: And that's kind of also another pressure. Like, you, when, once you die, do you really leave something behind that actually would matter to anybody else?
0: I've been thinking about this, like with performances. Uh-huh. Because there's nothing left physical, but you did play in front of people, so you put memories, and maybe they told people of the gig, and it's just a weird thing.
2: And yeah, like, it would creep me out that this recording would probably stay on somewhere way after I die. Yeah. like this show here And That's <laughs> That's yeah. I'll be talking yeah. about
0: proofed how fucking stupid we are.
2: You should. T- <laughs> yeah. If any doubts, <laughs> right? Just listen like, to this.
3: Yes, documented. <laughs> <laughs> we got
1: years worth of I'm, documents. Decided, yeah, I was like oh,
2: <laughs> that because people tend to be tend, tend to get glorified after yeah, they glorified. die.
1: And this would be a great you know.
2: No, just listen to this shit. Yeah, <laughs> She didn't
0: know what well, she was talking about. But one thing we do about. have that is transcendent. We got
5: Brother Matt to bring us a spin cycle. Cool. Power does what it wants, and now they're just more naked about it. Now they just put it right out front and say, this is this is what we're doing to you folks. And everybody's got a cell phone that makes pancakes, so they don't want to rock the boat. <laughs> they don't want to make any trouble. The people have been bought off by gizmos and toys in this country, and no one no one questions things anymore. No one questioned, no question, question, no question, no question question question. the sledgehammer on bush i like moving in and really hurting them i i don't i don't like this let's be cute and let's be clever i like smashing them that's the only way to take care of them i think power does what it wants power does what it wants and now they're just more naked about it now they just put it right out front and say this is this is what we're doing to you folks And everybody's got a cell phone that makes pancakes, so they don't want to rock the boat. <laughs> they don't want to make any trouble. The people have been bought off by gizmos and toys in this country, and no one, no one questions things anymore. I, I, love love I like smashing, smashing, smash, smashing, smashing. Smash, smash, smash.
3: Yeah, this next track is dedicated to Dick Cheney.
6: Dick Cheney. Cheney. It's not about impeaching Dick Cheney, it's about arresting him for torture, war crimes, and mass murder. We might call it democracy or nation building, politics or the war on terror, but we call it murder, the drug war.
0: Thank you very much for the spin cycle, Brother Matt. Cool. Devin Hoff has joined us.
1: Welcome. Hello. Thank you.
0: Hell Ride, not from Las Vegas, but San Francisco. Wow. Via the I 5, the, going true the Hell State Ride. Freeway. <laughs> Welcome. Peak is Thank you. floodless with phony info. <laughs> 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 I
2: didn't. You made that up in your head. It.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and, uh And uh, we'll be we playing uh, a song from your new solo album. Awesome. come back because we're at the end of the second hour of the June 29 uh, yeah. 2008 Watt from Pedro Show. Hold tight for hour three. June 29, 2008. It's the third hour of the Watt from Pedro Show. And uh, here's something from Mr. Devin Hoff off his new record called Solo Bass. <laughs> you want to say something about your uh, record, Devin?
4: I don't know what to say. Uh, it was recorded by Jamie Stewart, my neighbor, and band member, and uh, just kind of a vanity project of uh, trying to make a band out of one bass.
0: And uh, by band member, you mean uh, Good for Cows?
4: Uh, no, Shoo uh, Shoo. Shoo Shoo, that's right. Yeah.
0: Because uh, this record's called Solo Bass, so I was maybe you don't have a band member. Or yeah. You have one band member.
4: This is, this is just it's me or, and or the bass. A,
0: or it's the guy in the band who has a member.
4: <laughs> <laughs> The member is the bass, maybe (laughs) (laughs) Let's hope Is that like Onanist? Yeah (laughs) Onan Onan It's an Onanist record for sure This record is all about Onanism That
0: was my I wanted to be able to put that on my uh, Work visa Is Evasive Onanist You want a goal in life? That's my goal
4: Evasive (laughs) Onanist
1: Evasive
0: I told Nels that in the studio I guess he has a he was doing a solo record at the time.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Onan, or it's Onin. a piece called Onan.
4: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
2: That's
0: an awesome piece. So maybe it's a guy thing, huh?
2: Certainly.
3: <laughs> 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 you know, so anyway, there's,
0: we're going to do this song oh. called The Deed.
3: What, what does that mean? You want mean? to tell
0: us about Onan? Yeah. He's in the Bible. He spilled the seed. He pulled it out. You don't know about that? No, I don't. Yeah, I was uh, deemed a sin, a sin for doing that. Yeah.
4: And so now in everybody, when you do things that involve that kind of behavior... It's
0: yeah. for procreation, right? That's why you do that, to have babies. It was more complicated than that. It was like a brother's sister or something, you had to marry
4: <laughs> Yeah.
0: But anyway, he screwed up by not uh, letting nature... And so it's uh, sometimes uh, referred to as uh, being kind of hedonistic, uh, just pleasure, right. or no, no higher, or that being the high goal, I don't know. Yeah, like mm-hmm.
2: yeah, yeah. it's the high school stu- The stu-
0: Harold Bloom stu- intro to the uh, mm-hmm. 150th edition of Le- uh, Leaves of Grass, mm-hmm. yeah, that's what he called women. An honest? Big time. Yeah, yeah. But he thought it was neat. He said he was Jack. Uh, Jacking no, off, he used a more educated, masturbating on the cosmos. <laughs> I, and I, th- I think, in a way, I, I think he refers to that in the poem in so many words, within yeah. himself. So, yeah. I don't know. Th- th- we're going to do a song called The Deed, though. Not, not to uh, condemn Onan for his deed. <laughs> <laughs> People can make up your own mind about that, but your tune, The Deed. Yeah. <laughs> Because this is uh, actually one piece split into several little pieces,
4: huh? Yeah. Yeah, the whole thing is kind of... I guess a, there's like a couple different suites on the record. Um, one that's all improvised and one that was all, I guess, written, improvised beforehand, you know. Prepared <laughs> improvise. <laughs> t- yeah, prepared improvise. And then a couple that are written through, right. you know, in the middle, so...
0: Uh, I mean,
4: the, th- th- the thematic thread. The thematic thread... Um, a lot, a lot of thematic thread is taken from um, a couple of different aspects of anarchist history and anarchist theory, which yeah. some of the tunes are named after... There's the alarm and the torch and the blast, yeah. and named after, you know, early American... some of those on the show. Yeah, yeah. Named after... Right on. Yeah, and those, those are taken from the names of early 20th century American anarchist newspapers and late 1800s. And then there's this whole uh, thing of the, uh, the ideal and the... Uh, the ideal and the word and the deed, and it comes from this whole Emma Goldman thing that, you know...
0: Yeah. For first, first you... Emma and,
4: Goldman. Yeah. I, I
0: like the deed because it sounds like a saw, like it's going to work. Uh-huh. he's <laughs> working on
4: it. Chicka, chicka,
0: Yeah, I love it.
4: That's kind of how... It, my technique might resemble more of a saw than an actual bow, too, I think. Yeah,
0: okay. yeah, it's great. <laughs> I mean, I wanted you to voice this because... Uh, the work has no lyrics. Yeah. So for you to explain it people might get another perspective on it. It's also a very beautiful bass playing. Thank you, sure. man. So, uh here's the
3: beat.
6: Going out of the history, he never might be or not, nor if they just drifted.
0: From Pedro's show. Uh, we just heard something from Bob Lee. Bob Lee recorded with uh, Backbiter. Isn't that bit. Jonathan Hall? And, mm-hmm. uh, uh, God, what's his name? Seaford. Heath Seaford. Sorry about that. And uh, that's a tune from their new session called uh, Backbiter. And the tune called Kiss Girl. Bob Lee said it was his favorite one they did with singing. And then we heard Yukohana before that with twirling batons in my head. And then something brand new from 5471, a Tokyo band I played with him a couple times in February, and they recorded with Steve Albini in Chicago. And the song is called Idiot, Awake of the No-X. we got a very interesting drummer named Bobo. He plays a little, uh, maybe five inch snare Mm. and a kick drum and a hi-hat that's it nice he's he's grooving though man he's slamming the leader of the band is the bass player his name is Kentaro this guy not the smiley uh, stereotype you might think you know from there more of like
2: no that's more I feel like it's more a stereotype like you have me. to make
0: uh, <laughs> real seri- yeah
2: Japanese
0: <laughs> yeah, but he's a really intelligent cat he taught himself German to read Thomas Mann and, stuff. Whoa. and I had an interesting wow. I was reading a lot of these Haruki Murakami books I like his writing and stuff and so we're sitting after the gig in Nagoya talking about things and I want to know what his views is you know Are like that. And he says, Ha! Fake Kafka. I go, Yeah? He goes, You want to know real Japanese? Mm -hmm. I said, Okay. And he stands up and he pulls down his pants and he lights his dick hairs on fire with a cigarette lighter. Whoa. And (laughs) (laughs) that's what I I thought. He's like, Fuck Murakami, fuck Mishima. Yeah, I was like whoa. <laughs> so it's been you know, so the uh, K <laughs> starting to smell and <laughs> yeah,
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> it was quite a, a demonstration. <laughs> and so it left impression on me. We <laughs> t- talked about other things too. He's a great cat. So he Definitely has been that way. Wow and so Steve McKay this last uh, run with the Stooges gave me a Murakami book when I read and <laughs> read I started reading a couple words I couldn't read anymore because this <laughs> image keeps coming back from <laughs> next to me at the table <laughs> so you know no disrespect to your Rookie or anybody
4: the desired effect though from no, the no but
0: this is aesthetics right everybody's yeah. got their own take and
4: I said, did you like Faulkner? Yeah,
0: yeah. (laughs) (laughs) William Faulkner, okay. (laughs) So I I was really impressed in a way. I mean, you know, he he wasn't (laughs) mincing words or images. So I I thought right then, because a a band that played every gig with me was Light. And uh, yeah, before uh, 5471, we heard a song from their new album called Ghost Dance. And I really uh, liked the, maybe he's 23 years old, bass player for Light named June. And I thought, man, I want to make a three bass band with June, Brother June, Brother Cataro.
3: Mm-hmm. You
0: know, just go over there and try it. Their, their work for three is sign. Uh
3: huh.
0: And make, you know, because I got dosed dose, for 23 yeah, yeah. years. So let's try some sign. <laughs> also, the first word of our Pedro, town here, yeah. Pedro, huh? Oh, yeah. so it's all coming together I thought this must mean something so I want to make a three bass band with him maybe don't practice him just shoot from the hip that's the scene where, where he likes it uh-huh. I got to do an interview with the big bass magazine over there with June it was really interesting because Light is a band uh, with a lot what do, we, what do you call it, math rock?
4: Uh-huh.
0: a lot of precision and things in this week came across with him uh, talking. Luckily we had a, a interpreter who knew a lot of US, I think he had Western parents. His name was George. He was great because of my slang and all this, but he got it across really good. Mm. And, and even though Brother June's a young man, he's looking at the thing like the, I would never play out of tune, you know, this kind of thing. He uh-huh. said, well sometimes you know, I mean, you're on the string bass, and yeah. out-of-tune playing happens.
4: Yeah, it's impossible to avoid 100%. Right? That's why Leo
0: Fender called that thing the precision. Yeah, because exactly. Because
4: it, it had frets, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you shoot so, for like a healthy 90%. Right. On a good night. Or a good
0: right, day. but but there's this other thing too, this emotion, this tiny little thing called emotion.
4: Yeah, you can exactly. try to squeeze the tank. The <laughs> and prowess.
0: Yeah. And uh, this is why I was trying to get over him, and <laughs> off the mic... Uh, Talia was talking about nothing comes with age, and mm. sometimes I hear older guys actually wanting you to get away from the technique. That was something that was uh, more dazzling as a young person. Yeah, and you want to get uh, years come by and kind of show you there's more. Mm. And
4: uh, absolutely.
0: So, I mean, uh, there's something about. Te- sheer technical stuff but there's other things too why you like a folk song or something
1: Well, yeah,
4: why did
0: somebody like uh, Bartok go to the villages to get the old melodies to hear
4: the old folk songs even systems, though he yeah. had
0: all this uh, technical ability he could put together a symphony uh, script out a huge yeah. thing with all these components and have incredible uh, players playing for him he had to go back to the well
4: yeah yeah and that's, well, that's where all music comes from too you know I—I I mean, to me, it all comes at some point from some sort of folk tradition, something that's—you know what I mean? It
0: wasn't really about technical.
4: Yeah, they okay. got
0: enough off the ground to get people dancing, but.
4: Yeah, yeah, and some people. Well, I don't know. For me, I go back to and you see, like, what are my? What's the music that lasts with me? I mean, I'm not—you know—like in my mid-thirties now. What's the music that's yeah. lasted my whole life so far? And the stuff that's shredding isn't it or super precise. You know what I mean? The stuff you still want to hear at this mm-hmm. point, you know, you want to hear, I want to hear Sabbath, <laughs> and I want to hear Jimmy Garrison, you know, and stuff like that. And so that's, that's not the shredding stuff. I don't really, like, want to sit around and listen to Scott LaFaro all day. Yeah, yeah. I want to hear Jimmy Garrison, I want to hear Charlie Hayden. The,
0: the the great cat with the intonation, he's, a young, he's kind of younger guy, Car- Carmen McBride? Oh, uh, uh Chris Christian McBride, Christian yeah. Christian McBride. Yeah. Yeah, Christian McBride. He's got really good intonation.
4: Mm-hmm. He's a great player. I don't know. Yeah, I think I that was
0: Betty Green, a piano player. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And who else was there? I can't remember the drummer's name. Damn it! I'm sorry. The Pettibone saw that Catalina. Recently, or? But then I saw Betty Green with uh, Mr. Ray Brown. Oh, no, oh, oh, a while back,
4: there. yeah. So and Ray he was, was
0: like yelling while he was playing. I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yeah. People would tell me you really like golf. The gigs were something to do with
4: in between. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he right. yeah, he was old yeah, school. Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah. He's one of those guys. I think he felt like he did his practicing when he was younger.
0: Yeah, he got yeah, it out of the way, and after
4: that, it's just gigs. You know? Kay
0: had a book from him. I think he was at Pittsburgh or something.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, the word wasn't when he was young coming up. Uh, uh, Pettiford?
4: Yeah, Oscar Pettiford.
0: He was the big daddy. Yeah, that I was right. Looking to. And uh, of course, Mister Paul Chambers. Yeah, who was, who was like one of these very emotional players, but had some technique.
4: <laughs> yeah, he's he's my guy for that for that he school. He could walk thing. anything. Yeah, and it sounds every everything sounds like music. You know, sometimes you yeah. hear those jazz bass players take solos, and it doesn't sound like lines that another instrument would want to play. And Paul Chambers, even his walking lines—it sounds like something that you just would like—you would sing, you would the hum, big time. You know, it's not just where your hands fall. Just That's
0: why train wrote him a song where the bass line is like carrying the yeah. deal. Yeah, yeah. But what made you interested in stand-up bass? You were a boy, right?
4: Yeah. Um, well, there's a couple of things. Yeah, my dad's a guitar player, and so I started trying to play bass because he and my brother both played guitar, and so I had to be different.
5: Yeah. you know and also I I wasn't going to be able
4: to keep up at that point I think partially it was like you know baby brother stuff I didn't want to I didn't want to suck what my big brother was already good at so I took up bass and then and then from I played electric bass first for for like six months and then started gravitating towards the string bass really soon
0: maybe you wanted to be in a band with
4: them yeah well I did and and then we were yeah and you were a band yeah that's why I, I moved to San Francisco actually to play we had a we had a band together I guess I guess with the, I don't know at certain times in American history you would call it a punk band I don't know what we'd call it
0: because <laughs> I don't know a lot of cats who end up playing with their pop I, one I just recently did a spiel with was Stephen Droz uh, from the Flame of Lips yeah. and he was the drummer in his pop's band oh he was? it was like a country swing band uh, six, seven years old he's playing the drums oh. in his pop's band
4: yeah 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 my first gigs. my first gigs <laughs> with my dad and yeah. yeah and it was like it was great because he would he'd tell me if I sounded like shit <laughs> no problem yeah he'd be like man you need to practice Shocking more <laughs> yeah he's like you gotta you gotta <laughs> stop hanging out with some of those friends of yours and practice <laughs> get the
0: woodshed. <laughs> yeah it was a good way it,
4: I realized later that's how he kept me away from the bad seeds that were kind of you know my friends who were drug dealers and stuff and he's like oh you just need to practice and like,
3: oh you're right <laughs>
4: <laughs> <It> totally worked <laughs> stokes kept Did me you do it through school i didn't go to college i studied privately i had a a jazz teacher who was a friend of my dad's and then this named peter Huffaker, who was a great uh just a great jazz player that wound up in uh in colorado for professional reasons i guess and then i, I there was this guy named ed Krolik who was a classical bass teacher and he had been one, the bass prophet uh Indiana, which has a good like classical string department, and so when I was in high school, he retired to my hometown. Ah. But retiring for him meant taking a full load of students, and so I was really lucky because I got a couple of years of really solid foundation with him. Sure, sure. And then I did the school band, high school. Yeah, I was in the high school orchestra. The 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 teacher of the high school orchestra, or the yeah the conductor of the high school orchestra, Steve McNeil, is who taught me to read. Taught me to read music and that was cool. So I learned all that stuff in those years, and then after that, I just went and played gigs. Right, right. I was already I was gigging kind of full time when I was fifteen. Wow. You know, like I bought my own my first car with money I made on my own gigs. and I never had any allowance or anything. And so when I got out of high school, I was like, I'm already working. This is my calling. Yeah. Why would I go to school to learn how to do what I'm already doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So. School of life. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So I just kept I just kept doing it, you know, and then slowly wound up out here. But as far as Focusing on the upright bass. Yeah. I think I mean a lot of it was like a couple different records. You know there was like, um, well the series of records that Miles Davis did that Paul Chambers are on like Relaxin' and yeah. You know uh, I can't remember all those names. You know all that kind of that were all done in like a few days and just Paul Chambers just sounds so beautiful and then The Shape of Jazz to Come by Ornette Coleman and those records just made me that was the main record.
0: Ron Carter it's right before the quartet. Else? That, yeah,
4: yeah, it's yeah, it's right it's right before Ron Carter, it's like the yeah. last step I think with Paul Chambers. And then Shape It Has to Come with Charlie Hayden that his he was a young man and so deep. He didn't sound young at all on that. I mean he has all this fire but he has all this depth in his playing. And so that that made me really gravitate towards A lot of
0: expression.
4: That. Yeah. Yeah, like he's a guy who's not too concerned with technique, I don't think. No. You know, he's, No,
0: I really like it. He's an emotional player.
4: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And uh,
0: adds a lot of color.
4: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: And not so worried about stereotypes.
4: Yeah. Well, and even like the thing about playing notes in tune and stuff, Charlie Hayden plays more like a singer. Where like some notes are flat on purpose. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Because you
4: want that note to be sad. Yeah, yeah. Or you want it to mean something, you know? It just sounds right, you know? So he'll just... And you know that he can slide up into it if he wants to, but he doesn't. He holds it there. You know, which is like what you know, Billie Holiday or Elliott Smith would do or anything. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, on He's top that. He's that one
0: game. with uh, Arnett. Soap suds? Yeah. It's just a duet.
4: That's amazing. You can
0: really hear him. Yeah, you can really cool hear them. competition. Him. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah, so there's a song a- called Mary Hart. <laughs> is <laughs> there really? I remember that. <laughs> Mary Hart. That's a 70s.
2: That is
4: totally
0: 70s. <laughs> wow. 70s right? Uh. How'd
4: you meet Nels Klein? I met Nels Klein through, um, through Scott Amendola that plays drums with Nels Klein Singers. And they used to play together with a couple of different people. I think they were just, on one-offs and everything, they would meet each other. Scott, I was living in, the, in San Francisco and so was Scott, or in the, in the area up there. And he and I met just playing some local jazz gigs. And then he knew Nels and I was a, I was a fan of Nels. I discovered Nels actually through Ball Hog and Tugboat, through your record. Oh, wow. And then, you know, I was always... Like, we've talked about this a little bit. Before, I, always, I was always really interested... You know, I was playing jazz, but all my friends were punks. Right. And so I was always interested, you know, when Black Flag did... Process, Process of Weeding Down. So right, that's just right. super huge to me. And so, finding, you know, hearing on Ball Hog and figuring out that Nels was a person who was doing, in his own way, something similar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, with this kind of certain edge... To free jazz That comes more out of Rock and out of punk rock So
0: Nels is putting together This uh, band Singers And he asked Scott Who should be on bass
4: Yeah and me and Scott Had already talked about How I was a fan of Nels And okay. Scott and I Had a lot of fun playing together And he said You know I think how I know How long the guy. now?
0: Five, six years?
4: I think it's like Eight years now Eight
0: years Yeah I know several records
4: Yeah, yeah there's been three Three records with that band And then Scott and I Also played on uh, The Andrew Hill tribute record that had also Mr. Bobby Bradford and Ben Goldberg and Andrea Parkins on it. And then we also are, uh, we just just recorded recently this large group thing that we all played on for that Ed Ruscha, right. accompanying with Ed Ruscha art pieces, which I don't know how that's ever going to come out, but that's some crazy <laughs> stuff.
0: So well, how would you, if somebody mm-hmm. asked you, what's it like playing with Nels Klein, what would you tell him
4: it's, or her? <laughs> it's, a, it's a great adventure. Like, great in the sense of, like, a really, really fun and rewarding. I, I I think... I was actually talking to somebody about this recently, that of almost every musician I've played with, he's not the only one, but he's one of the few that... He's, in my experience, playing with him and playing in a lot of different situations, and uh, he's always ready to throw down. You know? He can be sick, the sound in the club can suck the music can be underprepared because we haven't had time to rehearse or there's some weird stuff we're both lumped in together in some side project or something yeah and he just always plays for real yeah you know he never phones it in I've never once heard him phone it in
0: yeah
4: and that's just, just that alone is inspiring yeah big time you know and uh, you know it's so easy somebody plays as many with as many different projects as he does and plays as much as he does sometimes people get you know Emotionally, when it's you, hard you, to always conjure that up. Yeah, when you know?
0: he does, you do an album with him, does he bring you, uh, does he bring the tunes to you?
4: He does, in, a, in a, kind of a combination of ways. Usually we'll just, uh, he'll so just start bringing in a few tunes every now and then when we're playing shows. And we'll do a little, but that band rehearses very, very rarely.
0: I know.
4: Yeah, so, so we'll just kind of. The guys
0: are out in the bay and he's down here. And yeah, and nobody's
4: cold. Nobody schedules work out. And so right. we, we kind of just, uh, we just start. We just kind of learn stuff as we go on the bandstand and do a little, do a few rehearsals. But he, he's the kind of guy that if on his records, if if we get through a take without falling on our asses, that's usually the take that's going to go on G-2. the record. It's like, okay, we're done, moving on. And I'm like, what? You know, some of that shit's really hard. And I'm like, I'm just figuring out these changes. And he's like, no, that was it. There's literally a tune on the second record, the Giant Pen, which is incidentally, I think my favorite record I've done with no, So I just that one was just just, just sounds special to me when I hear it. And uh, there's there's a tune on there called "Bright Moon," where there's this long bass solo over these really hard and kind of oblique guitar chords he's playing. And we were practicing. it, I thought we were doing a rehearsal in the studio. I thought we were doing like a run through. And I was just so I was just playing through it, just practicing, you know, how I can get from point A to point B right, through these chord changes. Out. Yeah, and then we finish it. And he's like, "Great!" And he takes off his guitar and walks into the <laughs> <floor>. <laughs> I was mortified, man. I was, I was learning to live with it, but I was arguing, you know. At the time, I was like, no, I didn't know it. He's like, no, it sounded fine. Moving on. And it's not even a time crunch thing, because all, all three of those records, all four of those records we did with him, with when it's manned, the three of us, we've all they've all finished like a day early. We're always just out of the studio when there's still two studio-time books. So it's not... It's not a rush thing. It's just a vibe thing for him. Yeah, he wants the stuff to sound. Yeah, he wants the stuff to sound fresh Actually, and. Actually,
3: the mm-hmm. first take is the best. Yeah, yeah draws it maybe. Kind yeah, of. As long <laughs> as you get through
4: it, I know. See, sometimes I want to. Sometimes I go back and I hear those records and I, I can see Nils's point of the magic of the energy of, that freshness. But I, I also wince at my own, mistakes I a lot. You can't <laughs> yeah. open, no. yeah. it's Always gonna be that. Yeah, you know that it's always going to be there. Yeah. But then, you know, I think, like, uh... Let
5: it go, man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's this thing, too. It's this thing. I know what it's like, though. The
0: regret, the recrimination.
4: Yeah. You know what I think of sometimes? is I always remember this This one part on, um... I think it's on War Pigs. Where I swear the band gets off by, like, two beats. And Bill Ward's like dilli dilid, and then they're like dilli And then they come next time they never play it that way again. So I think it's a mistake. Because every other time they're together. And it's fucking war pigs. Yeah. You know, so it's like you know, it's like it's yeah. one of the most important songs in history of rock and roll. And so i'm like, you know, if they can live with that, I can live with my out of tune clubs or my my wrong notes here and there. A little bit of sour ass And now now Bill Ward's gonna Hear this And get pissed off I think he lives In Orange County <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna, yeah. he, Maybe he meant to do it I wouldn't I wouldn't disrespect Bill Ward at all No so. <laughs> I really <laughs> like <laughs>
0: that
4: drum yeah. the early days yeah, yeah. I love those I love Yeah Some of my favorite Rock drummers They really
0: yeah. let him Play wild in the beginning yeah.
4: yeah Yeah And it's got such a Nice loose feel to it yeah, yeah The
0: second album especially Yeah I think it's 8 track too
4: Is it? Wow I heard a thing that supposedly they paid for their first record themselves. Maybe. Which I don't know. It doesn't seem like They had that. a big manager. No, okay. Anthony. That might be a myth. Right. Yeah.
0: Who ended up ripping it off or something.
4: Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What bass players are you listen to these days? Can you let me ask you? As long uh, as we're geeking out on bass talk.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I listen, try to listen to everybody. <laughs> it seems everybody's got... The bass is so... Uh, Still in its own making, that everybody's got their own take on it, and I got something to learn from.
3: Yeah.
0: I'm checking it out. You know, the big guy in my. that I always go back to and I'm listening to again is James Jamerson. Yeah,
4: Mm -hmm.
0: yeah, yeah. Out on those Motown records.
4: Yeah, that's beautiful.
0: And uh, also, I've been listening a lot to those cats on the James Brown records. Mm -hmm.
4: Yeah.
0: Something about that kind of playing That was funky playing with fingers Uh Uh-huh And before slapping Yeah That's really interested me
4: Yeah Uh, And it's like it's all about like where the notes go right But
0: uh, yeah yeah Which is what I find with young bass players and punk bands They don't don't have sophistication So they come up with these bass lines That I really get into Uh Uh-huh because they yeah they can't really w- wow it up with technique and uh-huh. some of the lines are really t- trippy yeah so I, I I give everybody a shot when but I'm all. watching them I identify with the bass player God what would I do here uh-huh. and look what they're doing wow it's not a trip
4: I do that too I, I I'm still like in love with it like not not the instrument but like the role of it you know like what's
0: and even uh, like I was asked to do this essay on Thurston's first solo album. Mm. And so I thought, man, I'm just going to talk about this in terms of bass. And he probably played the bass on it all, you know.
4: Wait, which record is that? It's
0: called Psychic Hearts.
4: Yeah, that's a great record with, yeah. Oh, man, it has he the Yoko Ono soul on it. And stuff. Right. That's a great Sixth record. Song.
0: And there's a big whale out at, at the end, but the mm-hmm. first ten songs are these little things. And the bass is, there's no fills.
4: Yeah. There's
0: no fills. If there's time for Phil in the rhythm section, he lets Steve Shelley do it. Uh huh. In fact, him with Steve Shelley, and then him just being there—it's a lot like Sonic Youth. Yeah. But without Lee, without Cam
4: mm-hmm. so
0: it's this other dynamic, and him playing bass against his own music—it's—it it's, was trippy. It just made me when I was listening to it and trying to write up in terms of that. I was thinking, what would I play here? Yeah. What would I do here? So that, that's the way uh, bass players always, they empower me.
4: Uh-huh.
0: I come from such a uh, insecure place. Uh, the bass in the old days was always looked upon as really subordinate in the old days.
4: Right, right.
0: There was a big hierarchy in the old rock and roll. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I didn't know that user Butler wrote all the words and, and a lot of the music.
4: Yeah, that was like almost, you almost, well, I get like a, you know Shazad is Miley. He talks about that there's a bass player persecution complex a little bit. Yeah, you know? I and it's think like,
0: i that come out of that big time. I do too. In the 70s.
4: Yeah, you probably with do punk, more than me. because Yeah, I
0: think with punk it evened it out more.
4: Well, I have to say, you personally broke a lot of ground for me that people were like, oh, Mike Watts, cool. And I was like 18 trying to play the bass, and my skater friend thought it was all right. Oh, do You wow. know what I mean? That was, yeah,
0: it was really uh, right field. Where you put your retarded friend
4: (laughs) (laughs) It might still be My dad was thinking When he he steered me that direction (laughs) Put the dumb kid on the bass (laughs) Or the
0: guitar player You know there's so many guitar players You want a gig? Go to bass Plenty of those spots open
4: You know my dad just bought his first bass and is now gigging playing bass back in Colorado. Wow. Yes. So you know, I hear a Good lot creativity. of
0: guitarists get on bass and say it's fun.
3: Yeah.
4: Yeah. Once their hands, kind of make the adjustment.
0: Well, it's fun that, like, there's there's been so much uh, expectation and cliche put on the guitar. Hmm. On the bass, it's hmm. almost very liberating for them. Oh, well, that's an interesting You know, thought. look at all these things you can do with this. And I always thought it was... Like, I've had people tell me in bands, Frontman or... Uh, Guitars, bass is just a sound and in a way i think it's what they're saying is good because i think bass players can get too concerned with just them operating their machine and not how it fits into the whole sound yeah i agree because bass does have a huge responsibility
3: yeah
4: yeah
0: and in fact some bands try to play without a bass what's that
4: about I <laughs> like Sleater <laughs> they did a good job of it they did they a good job too. of
0: it but they it's so that kick drum so lonely <laughs> I was just going to say
3: <laughs>
4: Janet kind of she plays bass with her foot yeah. on those records so lonely oh and it's then they'll so put, and then they'll turn down like to D or something yeah like, right right the guitar. right <laughs>
0: trying to get it there but the guitar <laughs> the even so with the lonely. looser strings you don't get the punch yeah which is another thing these days that young bass players use an effects. Mm hmm. I, I. You get lose a lot of that punch. Yeah.
4: You
0: know? But all their buddies got effects. Yeah, and the, the guitar, guitar players, players have, got a million. Yeah, effects. they got all their little pedals and stuff, so they probably don't feel left out. And I tried it with my second opera, some effects. I had Pete play low notes on the left hand of the organ.
4: Mm
0: hmm. But to me, it's. I just like bass, I think. <laughs> just kind of. Let those people do. I mean, there's so much more to work. I haven't even really explored five-string that much. There's just so much to learn on the four-string.
4: Yeah, I don't even know if there's a if there's a need sometimes, because the four-string has... Like if Jammer, Jamie Jamerson and Paul Chambers could do what they could do. No, yeah. Why do I need Amigus. more? Than, yeah, why do I need... Amigas yeah, was just
0: really against the electric bass. Yeah. That's well, one of those. He was? He was... Oh, incredibly. Hmm. Like, uh... I, I guess uh the that King Cole Trio, that bass guy, put uh-huh. his string bass to an amp. So oh, wow. in this spiel as written on Mingus he talked about that. Ah, oh, that's already been tried, you know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that to him was the electric bass was like this an upright cat an amp. putting yeah. <laughs> and so maybe he was a little <laughs> narrow minded there. I think uh Jameson especially he who was an upright player who went mm. to the bass guitar right. and then completely defined well, not completely defined, because that gives everybody else no room to do anything on. It. But we just owe him a lot, because he really... Yeah. Him whether and it was an accident or whatever, he hit on
4: it, man. Yeah, him and Carol Kaye both, like, so much... Her too, yeah. You know, so and much of what we think of up. just yeah. comes from that, right?
0: Yeah, she's incredible. She's on all that TV music.
4: Yeah, and the Beach Boys records and stuff like on that. On a lot of album sessions. Yeah, yeah. Stuff just and it right. sounds great. And you're like it's just the sound of it. Like you're right. saying where where the sound fits in the mix. Her
0: composition is incredible. so I think she played with the pick most of the time. Mm-hmm. Especially for the TV, the little speakers and yeah, uh, like
4: flat line uh, strings. Right, and, and like. I
0: think even foam rubber up from the body uh, mute on the strings. Uh-huh. Stuff like this to get definition and whatever it took. Yeah. I like that idea too. I think that's why I said it was good sometimes for those guys to think of it as just a sound, because I think bass players get too into this micromanaging stuff that, uh, what does it matter in the real world? Like there's <laughs> big, I, I have young players always asking me about fingers versus pick, like uh-huh. it's this huge dilemma. Right. No dilemma. It's like whatever, whatever it takes. Whatever yeah. it takes, yeah. <laughs> you know, probably be best to be good at both. Yeah. i see seen that where so do both in the same tune.
4: Yeah. Different parts are different.
0: Yeah. Amazing.
4: Geezer just great. picks it up for the end of Iron Man. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: that's right, that's right. He was a great bass player. Yeah. He had a big effect on my bass player, Geezer Butler.
4: Yeah, that makes sense, actually. Dude.
0: English guys, Jack Bruce, John Entwistle, Geezer Butler. Yeah. A Black U.S. guys, James Jamerson, Larry Graham. Yeah. You know, big uh, effect on my bass playing.
4: And all those bass players play, uh, play melodically, but within... But within the bass part, you know, which like you do, you know, you always. Well, thank you. you. Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I think about I try. Yeah, I mean, I think about some of those. Nelson and I were talking about this recently, actually. Just some of your playing on, like, on those, like, those early Firehose records, where it's just very, very melody based. You oh, know, yeah, the bass yeah. playing, but they don't get in the way of the vocal melodies. They're just counter melodies. It's it's it it it's, it's, it's
0: you know, the way he played his guitar,
3: Yeah,
0: he was using political thought. Yeah. I think Nels talks about this in the Jammy Kondo documentary. Yeah. Where he wanted to redefine guitar because uh, he wanted to put ideas in the band of organizing and get rid of this hierarchy. Yeah. So he played with a lot of muting and uh, chicken picking
3: uh-huh.
0: to give me room. And uh, I think that had a big uh, effect on me, the composition.
3: Yeah
0: where you have to think about where things are going to end up at the end of the day. Yeah. And so yeah, you don't want to be like uh, yeah. it Maybe in reggae. <laughs>
4: yeah, that's why it's the one place a bass player <laughs> <lyric> can <laughs> <can't> <laughs> just go off. Family man. You know, <laughs> yeah. But not too crazy.
2: Uh,
0: but a lot of other music, you got to be really conscious of the physics. Yeah. And Aiden, Aiden and Abetton, but I think people are looking at an ensemble Mm -hmm. to become a conversation. Mm -hmm. So why not get the instruments, besides the persecution (laughs) complex, why not get engaged in a conversation with the other? And that doesn't mean just fighting with the guitar. That means bringing up the drummer with you, too. Sure, yeah. Drums are incredible. To me, we're almost all doing drums. They're the most honest about it. But we're all playing these little rhythms. Oh, yeah. And if you do have a lot of, Notes, you end up in some kind of cycles.
4: Wow, that's interesting. Motifs, which is where a lot of that, a lot of those, are the first instruments. If you're right right-handed
0: right. and you're plucking with the right hand, yeah, that's doing a drum thing,
4: uh-huh.
0: in a way. Well, not is. Yeah.
2: Well,
0: the guitar used to be stuck in the rhythm section too, and so was the piano. Yeah.
2: Right.
0: In the old bands. Right. Hmm. It's, it's like, I mean it's instinct, our
2: heartbeat. It's the first.
0: Yeah.
3: It's a
2: rhythm, it's in our blood.
0: Yeah, but the physics of the notes, we're in a narrow place on the bass. Very small thing. But, because if you expand it, you're actually getting in the way of these other guys, the mid-range guys, the guitars, the sax, the trumpet, the singer, the violin.
4: So it's you still got to be doing something down there to keep that's right keep that's right bubbling, big you know?
0: time i mean bach there's bass on that organ and all his pieces and that goes that's a 500 year tradition yeah so it's actually not that new
4: a friend of mine was that i used to study with a little bit was talking about how saw some master class of charlie hayden talking and somebody raised their hand said mr hayden who's your favorite bass player he's like bach of course the counterpoint you know, like, that's just like, all counterpoint yeah he's like that's what he you know he kind of basically was saying that's where he thought so much of what jazz bass playing was coming from maybe.
0: and I think he was a uh, yeah 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 that makes a lot of sense you
4: know that in like church choir is like a combination of these things you know the bass in the church choir and also the left hand and like Bach feuds and stuff
0: right right and foot pedals
4: yeah yeah right I always forget about those
0: yeah, he'd do these 3 piece things, singing and violin in the foot. Play all three parts. One guy, yeah, incredible. Wow. He finds the third. Uh-huh. Yeah, the interval, the third interval was up for grabs for a long time. They didn't exactly know. And he used some of Newton's calculus. Really? really? Yeah. Whoa. Because he thought it was God, a way of reaching God, God with he, music, yeah. Right. So the math, there must be a link, and it's
4: interesting. In a way there is with the physics, right? Like yeah. Like I know if I you know on especially on like a upright or some instrument that doesn't have frets. I mean you can do it just harmonics too on a fret instrument, but you you start playing the this overtones. You start sliding your finger and you find a harmonic and you find another one. And the first thing you get is a major triad. Big time. But then the fourth thing you get, I and mean, this is really geeking out, but you get a dominant <laughs> seventh. You don't get a you don't get a major seventh, you get a dominant seventh, which yeah. is the sound of the blues. Yeah. You know, so you basically get the chord that the blues is based on, which is considered in classical music an unstable chord, you know, in, like, Western classical music. Yeah, just, yeah. I don't know why they're afraid of the potential of these things to resolve in the wrong direction. Well, the
0: Sabbath guys are using the, the fun, <laughs> sharp fourth. Yeah. yeah.
4: <laughs> <laughs> on is purpose. Bluesy,
0: yeah. And it's, it's a bluesy, bluesy thing, to too. Yeah. He's at Funhouse. Yeah, right? <laughs> I like it.
4: Funhouse is cool how it alludes to it, too, you know what I mean? Yeah,
0: and, and basically they were thinking what they've told me, uh, James Brown. Really? Yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> about that when I, I asked them stuff like that because they listen to so much music. Uh, that bass line in Little Doll, mm-hmm. uh, Pharaoh Sanders, Upper Egypt, Lower Egypt. Really? Uh, Shake Appeal told me that's him. his take on Low Richard.
4: Yeah. I mean I, I guess it makes sense is that's why the Stooges is so deep. You and know, why I the mean, music
0: didn't go out of fashion, yeah. I think yeah. it was made out of I also think we embraced it big time without realizing it. Uh-huh. Even though they weren't a popular band, the music embraced them. And why Grand Funk Record sounds really dated, but a Stooges record doesn't.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Which is the trip how that happened.
0: Yeah. Because they were in the moment, they didn't know.
4: Yeah. And you don't know what's gonna when the slough clears off. Right. Who's going to be remembered? Right, right. <laughs> you know, it's hard to tell when you're in the middle of. Especially
0: in the m- moment they were eating a lot of shit. But a lot of people hated them. Yeah. A lot of people hated them. When I was a teenager I remember telling people about students, talking about the peer pressure thing. And it was like, Whoa.
4: They were not like it. them facts. <laughs> Oh, really?
0: Well, oh, the whole glitter music was and Roxy. like that. Yeah. Yeah, Roxy or. Yeah. Mattha Bo, Even Bowie at first. Yeah. So the girlfriend's (laughs) like, (laughs) dude,
4: it was okay. (laughs) But we probably broke down a lot of doors like that. Yeah,
0: Yeah, and he was basically kind of copying Sid Barrett. Wow. Blue Breed, Mm -hmm. Biggie Pop. Mm -hmm. I mean, he would tell you that probably. Uh, Anthony Newley. Mm -hmm. So he sings like (laughs) kind of. That's funny. Okay, let's do some more music. (laughs) you <laughs> from Pedro show that was uh, Laura Keats by Truman Peyote and uh, we're coming to the end of the um, third hour of the June 29 2008 while from Pedro show uh, Devin thank you so much for coming by and some bass with me I, it was either. a hell ride that's why I came in on the end there yeah thanks but for you're having you're me you're getting to know that freeway right
4: it's my friend <laughs>
5: most
0: of the time yeah right. And uh you're gonna play some
4: gigs? No, actually I'm down here to do some other stuff. I'm uh I'm helping some uh some comrades at a book conference up here. Oh righteous. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Up in Anaheim and that one's
0: associated with anarchist book uh publishing thing. Oh,
4: cool. Yeah, so I'm I'm just helping them really and, good. Yeah. Yeah,
0: you give me some of their stuff that's happening.
4: Yeah, yeah, they, they do good work. And then I'm just gonna uh
0: what, what's the website?
4: Uh AKPress.org. Yeah and the AK- other one a-K-P-R-E-S-S dot O-R-G. And the other good one is the Kate Sharpley Library. Yeah, Kate Sharpley Library. Yeah, dot net, which is... net. Yeah. Those uh, are the plugs. Yeah, but thanks for okay. having me. I you. like yeah. it. It's fun to come down, though, and not even have my base in the car, I have to say. Well,
0: probably more room.
4: Yeah, it just it just, feel, it just feels different. It feels like when you go out without your backpack on or something. You just or feel lighter. Or clothes. Or you feel lighter and naked. It's good <laughs> and bad all the same time. <laughs> the horror.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Talia. Yes. Thank you for bringing your buddies, uh, Kendall uh, and Brenna, and Alyssa. 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 You didn't get to say a lot. <laughs> Sorry. Thank you for having us. Though. Yeah, thank
3: thanks for him. having us. It's
0: great to listen. Sean, thanks for coming. Thank you. You came late. you didn't get to talk a lot. I
3: didn't
0: today. It's alright. <laughs> well, had yet. to make room for. I weeks. appreciate the invite. Peaks, uh, rats.
5: <laughs> yeah.
0: We want to thank you for the rat, and, the, and then the rat that was never to be, and ended up amusing. Amusing. Musing, not amusing.
2: <laughs> amusing,
0: <laughs> uh, like a wondering. Uh-huh. Yeah. What do you call that? Pondering. A pondering. A
2: pondering. Yeah,
0: I have a lot of those. So you only ended up right. with one rat, and you said you had a buttload of them.
2: There'll be more. You had a list.
0: Yeah, I had a list. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck the
2: list, huh? No, yeah, just
0: for you, for you, your sake. Yeah. No, she had sent me an email. I'm coming down there with, yeah,
2: with
0: an
4: agenda. But well,
0: when it came time to do, we got one rant, and basically the rant was, uh, yeah, whatever. Humans. I'm glad you brought it on, though. We're all stronger for Thanks. it. We're all better people. And brother Matt, of course, you're always essential aiding in a bit. Thanks. Thanks.
2: Well, happy early birthday. Now Thank
0: I'm going to go to uh, Europe uh, Wednesday. And I'll be back Monday. It's a little short one, two gigs.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So
0: I think we shoot for July 9 to do next show. Cool. Bring uh, Todd Congelier from uh, Recess Records. Cool. He's got a whole new batch. Uh, a cat from Torrance who moved to Pedro, a pro skater to uh, start a punk label. Oh, right on. Yeah, he's a great All cat. Right. Recess Records. So that'll be the next show, people. And I think after that, I'll, I'll do a remote one from either Bordeaux or Amsterdam. Cool. Mm-hmm. And then I'll come back, and we'll be at the pleasure point.
2: The outlaw smoking. What's more? In Amsterdam. We did? Yeah,
0: the
2: indoor no. smoking.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's all over Europe like that. Yeah. yeah it's okay. You know.
2: cigarettes?
3: Yeah. All smokes. What?
0: Yeah, so you don't force it. But let me end the show here. <laughs> no. Brand. Don't ever. Rant. <laughs> I just got started. Come on.
3: <laughs> okay, keep your powder dry. Yeah.